Well, hey everyone, welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Thanks for joining me here at the intersection of faith and culture. Today I'm joined by my friend, Dr. Jeff Myers from Summit Ministries. You guys are familiar with him because I'm a super fan of what he's been doing. And he's joining me on the floor here at the National Religious Broadcasters Association. We're gonna be talking about the movement that is sweeping America. And of course, that is the transgender ideology and what you can do to stand up against it. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. Thank you guys for joining me. I hope you're enjoying this series of interviews that I've been conducting from NRB. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can reach out to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Jeff, my friend, welcome to the show. Heidi, it's really fun to be here. It's live. It's It's electric. Uh, it's very loud. Yep. And it, it's a lot of fun because a lot of Christian people, Jewish people together, yep. thinking about religious freedom, yep. but wanting to get the truth of God's word out. Yeah. So it feels like this is our tribe. It's this amazing. I know I'm having, I've, I'm like, these are my people. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> and my, I was listening to my son uh, talk about this to one of our daughters the other night. She was trying to explain to me what this is like. And he said, you know, how when you're flipping channels, on the television. It's like that only you're walking through. Yes. You know, you're going from channel to channel. Oh, there's so-and-so. Oh, there's, you know, and so it's a lot of fun. That's exactly right. Yeah. Here's, oh, there's Dennis Prager. Oh, yeah. there's, there's Jack Kids. You know, there's, there's Ed yeah. Henry from, yeah. who used to be on Fox news and, yeah. you know, and then walking down the hallway, uh, one of the actors from God's not dead, you yeah. know, just passed and, yeah. you know, and, and he's wandering around like this as well. You know, it's, it's, it's overwhelming for everybody. It is. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I'm loving the conversations around religious liberty and yeah. freedom of speech. Of course, we got to hear Governor DeSantis uh, the other night. That was amazing. What an incredible, incredible opportunity. I didn't get here in time to hear that. I just came in last night. It was electric. But I've, I've I mean, heard that. Obviously ahead of a major announcement. Everybody knows he's going to announce he's running for president at this point. Yeah. And uh, when he left the stage, his parting words were, I've only just begun to fight. And the room just erupted. I mean, there are so many issues and they're freedom issues, right, mm-hmm. that we're grappling yeah. with in the culture right now, largely because we've decided to lay down uh, the idea of objective truth. And we've decided that you can have your truth and I can have my truth. And you and I have talked about this, you know, dozens of times over the years uh, at the show and of course, it's a cornerstone of what you do, defending the truth and teaching the rising generation uh, how to do that. And exactly right. Yes. So we have passed the tipping point. Absolutely. Where more people than not say they believe that truth is up to the individual. Right. That what works for me and what I think is true is the only truth that I can know. And once you start down that path, yeah. you see all of the other things you see make sense. Skyrocketing levels of anxiety and depression. Yep skyrocketing levels of suicidal ideation, skyrocketing levels of people who say, I don't have a purpose that gives meaning to my life, Sky, uh, skyrocketing levels of, uh, of what scholars call self-derogation, yep. where you look at the people give self-derogating statements. I don't think my life is meaningful. Sometimes I don't even know why I'm here. Uh, yeah. And the, they just skyrocketed all of those things. Why? Because we don't have anything that we can root ourselves in and we don't have anything we can point ourselves to. The mooring is gone. You know, right. we, were, we were rooted and founded in Judeo-Christian values. And I think that's the echoing theme that we're hearing, uh, uh, you know, on every broadcast that I've been on and people who I've been interviewing while we've been here. Yeah. We've got to get back to uh, there is such a thing as truth. And we can know it. 
we can know the yes, truth. Exactly. And I love that. You, you've you been tackling the issue of transgenderism. Yes. Uh, and we talked about this last time. You have a new book, Exposing the Gender Lie. How important is it that Christians are able to wrap their heads around the uh, transgender ideology? It, it's extremely important. It's why my co-author and I made the book free as a download for everyone. Just go to summit.org slash protect and you can download the book for free. Why would we, why would we tackle this issue? I, I've worked on Christian worldview, biblical worldview, leadership, apologetics. Yeah. Why this issue? It's because this is a direct attack on truth itself. As far as the culture is concerned, it has become an issue of propaganda. If you can get children to look at one another and say there's no difference between a boy and a girl, then you can convince them of anything. Mm -hmm. But at a deeper level even, it, is, it, it has become an issue where an ideology that is false is now spurring an entire industry where yes. people intend to make billions of dollars off of gender insecure and people. they are. They are right. making billions. The issue is not... If you see people who are gender insecure, it's easy to say, wow, that's crazy. I can't believe that. Why would anybody watch that video? Things like that. But it's, it's, we don't want to forget that behind all of that is an industry and an ideology pushing gender insecure people to the edge of a cliff. So our book is for understanding what this issue is all about, understanding how it's a, an attack on truth, an attack on language, how it is the medical scandal of our young century, mm. and then helping people figure out what to do. What do you say if someone says to you, I think I'm transgender? Mm -hmm. Well, how do you process this biblically? Is there anything in scripture that tells us about male or female? Which of course and there is. Of course there is. Yes. It's one of these areas where the theology and the biology intertwine together mm -hmm. perfectly well. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that there's a, an inherent conflict between science and faith and that it will never be bridged. Well, in this area here, it's bridged. Yeah, it's bridged very clearly. And I remember thinking when this first came out and I started hearing about the transgender movement, there was an article long before Bruce Jenner decided to grace the cover of Vogue magazine in a corset. Right. There was a dude on the cover of Time magazine, a black man in a dress, and the cover read the transgender tipping point. Mm. And I remember thinking, this was years ago, and I remember looking at the cover of this magazine and going, there's just, come on. I mean, that, there's no way that this is going to take root in the culture. But you're absolutely right. We, we, when we stopped embracing the ideas of absolute truth, then anything can happen, right? It's, it's fair game. This is why you see kids. I, I saw a video yesterday uh, on social media of a young high school student sitting on the ground at a bus stop. And there was a gentleman had a, uh, a leash around her neck. And she was sitting there and she was meowing like a cat. And he was walking her around. And no one was doing anything. And I thought, this isn't funny. Like, this is so sad yeah. what's happening to our kids. Uh, I'm going to play you a clip of Megan Kelly talking about how she used to go along with this for the sake of uh, loving her neighbor. And I'm going to get your reaction to it. Yeah. I'm free to say <laughs> what I really think and what is true. What I'm saying is factually and scientifically true. And if they can call me whatever they want, any name in the book, I guarantee I've been called worse and by more powerful publications and people. I don't care. I'm immune to it now. You can't scare me out of what I know is real. And your scare tactics, the left scare tactics have worked so long that they've silenced 
millions of us, men and women who know what the reality is, who have been engaging in this fiction out of kindness and compassion, because that's how human beings are. But it's been exploited and taken advantage of to the point where our sports are gone, our female spaces are gone. And now the very words that we know are real, like women, are gone. And they're going to be gone forever unless we stand up and fight. So I am ready to do that. And I don't care what they call me, just as long as they listen. Uh, So what do you think about this? So Megyn Kelly basically saying, listen, when I heard about, you know, gender dysphoria, my heart was kind of broken. I thought, man, these people, they need our love. They need our acceptance. And she goes on to say, I didn't realize they were going to steal places from women in women's sports who've worked for decades to get to where they are. I didn't realize that they were going to come into our locker rooms and expose themselves to women. I didn't realize they were going to move into our sorority houses into safe places for women. I mean, really, this is very very damaging to women. And it's amazing that the feminist movement is mute on the whole thing, right? Kind of shows you the spirit behind it. What do you say to people like, uh, I think Megyn Kelly has spoken for a lot of us when she said, listen, I'm I'm trying to be nice. Time for nice is over. I'm not going to use your pronouns anymore. What do you say? I understand exactly why Megyn Kelly would say that. It's extremely frustrating. I always think of it from the perspective of what young adults are going through because that's that's my job. You know, at right. Summit Ministries, that's what we're doing. We're equipping and supporting the rising generation to embrace God's truth and to champion a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. So what I immediately go to is what's happening in the mind or the heart of a young person who is gender insecure, mm-hmm. okay? It's because I, I know a lot of the people who are watching or listening right now we're, we're, you know, we're upset about the political spaces. Uh, this, this book and other resources have started to have an impact. There are 18 states now that have made laws sort of rolling back some well, of Well, and that. partly because you're hearing so many stories of detransitioners now. Who, right. Because YouTube and other places have been stifling the voices of these men and women who are like, this is injuring people. Yes. And they're finally starting, those voices are leaking out into the mainstream culture and legislative bodies are going, whoa, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. And several of our friends in Congress were able to send a letter off to the National Institutes of Health uh, just recently to to sort of question them on some of the things that they've been doing. So it's the, the truth is starting to get out. But what we we've, I think we really need to think about how a generation of young people who have been indoctrinated in this 100%. don't see their gender and their sexuality as being the same thing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So they would say, yeah, I have a male, but I was, you know, assigned a male at birth or assigned female at birth. And these are terms we hear all the time. But here's how I feel about Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. Now, M. Scott Peck was a famous psychiatrist, uh, said a lot of things that were really profound and I agree with and said a lot of things that were uh, not so good. Yeah, yeah. But he did say this after he converted to Christianity. He said, the very first thing you have to do if you're struggling with a mental health issue is acknowledge reality as it actually is. So I work with a lot of young adults who have struggled through addiction. The very first thing they have to do is acknowledge reality as it really is. Mm -hmm. You don't get free from all of that if you just get people to participate in your fantasy. Right? If you think you're a cat, you get your dog to, your dad to, you know, put you on a leash and, Mm -hmm. and... and move you around mm-hmm. the city, that participation in that kind of thing is in fact cruel. 
we, we have to recognize gender insecurity is very often is a comorbidity of a lot of other mental health issues. Um, I'm always looking, I'm not saying this is counseling advice, I'm just saying this is just a form of religious instruction, mm -hmm. but I'm always looking for the childhood trauma. What happened to you that causes you to see yourself the way you do? Well, and I read a statistic recently that said upwards of 85% of the, of the young people who are identifying this way have experienced some sort of trauma in their background. And the other percentage have just yeah. been indoctrinated by the yes. schools, which frankly is I also that, trauma. I think that summarizes it very well. And the, the trauma that young people have experienced now in a culture that's largely governed by the sexual revolution. Hedonistic. It is women who are under attack the most. Yes. And I, I think as, you know, as a guy, I can't, I don't understand a lot of that. I understand it from the perspective of my wife, Stephanie, who tells me, you know, this is what it's like to be a woman in, in society today. Well, and to realize, I think these are conversations that are important to be had, and they're conversations I've had with all five of my daughters, to say, you, you can't go to the grocery store and just walk into a grocery store. You have to be constantly looking around. I'm, I'm always aware who's behind me, who's coming out of the store with me, who's in the car next to me, because yes. you're more vulnerable as a woman, by nature of the fact that you're not as strong, you can be easily overtaken, overpowered. And those are conversations that are important to have. Yeah. And what's scary about the transgender movement, I mean, there's so many things, but as it relates to safety for women, is that we've removed the right. protocols. Now, there, now it's acceptable to have Leah Thomas undressing uh, in front of women and expect them to do the same. And no one comes to the defense of these young women. It's horrifying. Yeah. You take, sometimes you just flip the situation. If there, if uh, you had a group of young women and a male in an unwanted way undressed himself anywhere else, yeah. he would be arrested. Come on. He would be arrested and accused of, uh, of a sexual assault. Yes. Right? Right. If that happened in a workplace, yep. it would probably shut down the entire company in addition to arresting the person who did it and arresting and holding accountable all of the people up the chain who created it. the situation that allowed that to happen. 100%. All right. Yeah. So so we we have gone insane mm -hmm. as a society. Mm -hmm. But there these children who have gender dysphoria or what have been diagnosed as gender dysphoric, uh gender insecure, I'll use that term. Mm -hmm. If we start with that, and that's where the medical industry wants to start because we can give you yep. medicine for that. We can, we can get you to pay $35,000. We can give you a puberty blocker. Right. We can make billions off of these people. That's how the medical industry is thinking of it. Right, right. But at the same time, they're ignoring the need to resolve those underlying childhood traumas that come from maybe even sexual assault or sexual abuse or early exposure to pornography right. or the death of a loved one that was not properly dealt with. That's All of right. those kinds of things can move kids into a place where they are very vulnerable in every area of life, mm -hmm. especially when the culture tells them, you are born in the wrong body, we can fix you if you give us enough money. Unbelievable, it's unbelievable. Uh, I know that you're that you got a lot going on here and you've got some interviews coming up and, and so I wanna, uh, I don't wanna take too much of your time. You talk about this in exposing the gender lie and uh, you're giving people handles that they can hold on to, right? Yes. How do we respond to this? What do we do? What's one thing that, because uh, I want people to go and download the, the book, mm -hmm. but what's one a truth that you can give right now that says, here's a place for those people who are listening 
Maybe they have a neighbor who's engaged uh, in this ideology or they're hearing it from their child's school. What is, what is a practical thing that uh, we can do right now to sort of push back against this? Uh, l- let me give two things. The first one is just because I, it, it, you've got to understand what the Bible says. Yeah. You want to go back to Genesis. God made them male in his image and, and he male, made them male and female. Those two terms are not just physical descriptions. They are psychological descriptions. So the culture says male and female are at odds with one another mm-hmm. or it's or either that or it's a spectrum and you can slide over. So yeah. if all of a sudden you become interested in girl things and you're a guy, then maybe you were actually born in the wrong body. The biblical worldview says, no, what biology says that there are 6,500 catalog differences between males and females is actually so. And we need to acknowledge those differences. But what society will never tell you is that male and female were designed by God to be harmonious. Mm. Think two pitches of a roof. Yep. Either one would collapse, but mm-hmm. when they when they lean on each other, Beautiful. they create harmony, they create support. That's the first thing. The second thing is don't freak out. Mm. When your children talk about this or others, just learn to ask questions mm-hmm. and then guide them toward this question, what happened to you that causes you to see yourself the way you do because there are almost always things that are un- that are unresolved. Mm. And wh- if we can deal with the underlying traumas, we're finding that 75 to 90% or even more yeah. of young people who are gender insecure resolve their gender identity and with their biological sexuality by the time they finish puberty. And hopefully without medical interventions, which are doing irreparable harm. I mean, this is something that needs to be tackled at the legislative you want to, session. You want to fight, in yeah. my opinion, you want to fight yeah. those medical interventions yeah. with everything you have. I agree. I agree. Uh, Dr. Jeff Myers, always a pleasure to have you. You guys are running an extraordinary ministry to young people called Summit Ministries. Can you really briefly tell uh, my audience about I that? I can. We're inviting young adults 16 to 22 years of age to come for two weeks, either to Colorado or Georgia. And their parents can trust you, yes? Parents can trust us, yes. <laughs> this we is will important. Take, take <laughs> really good care of your kids. Yeah. The events in Georgia are open right now. In fact, I have leadership scholarships available for young adults who've taken some leadership initiative and can get a letter from a pastor or a teacher to that effect uh, to, to have a significant discount. So you want to reach out to me at, uh, well, just reach out to me at jeff at summit.org. I love it. And then those will be funneled to people who can help find you the answers. I love that. Dr. Jeff Myers, always a pleasure. Thanks for stopping by and taking some time yeah, with me today. Thanks, I appreciate Heidi. it. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. I hope that you will go to uh, summit.org and download this important book. Uh, Dr. Jeff has made it available to you for free. So important that we understand this issue, that we wrap our heads and our hearts around it, and then we get off the bench and onto the battlefield in defense of a generation of kids who are literally being injured body, soul, mind, and spirit by the lie of the transgender ideology. If you guys haven't joined me yet at my Faith That Speaks community, we are getting ready to start a brand new study on the names of God. It's a fantastic study. You guys are going to love it. Hop on over to faiththatspeaks.com. Some of you guys will know it was formerly Mom Strong International. And uh, we would love for you to join that series there. I think it's going to really bless you. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're loving the series. I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.